Hey, and good evening. Welcome to the Carl Rominger Show. Also known as Get Rominger on the Phone. Tonight, I've got a couple things I want to talk to you about. Of course, as always, if you do want to call in and chat, it's 717-906-5319. Obviously, I won't work on the non-live version of the show, but if you are entertaining the live version and you want to call in, feel free. What do I want to talk about tonight? Well, some big news out of the Ukraine. We're not exactly out of the Ukraine. but some Russians got blown up in a car, including the young lady who was the daughter of a guy, and she and her father were big anti-Ukrainians or pro-Russia taking over Ukraine. Uh, things are escalating over there. We've been providing a lot of weapons. I know some of you somehow think this is like a Soros-led New World Order kind of thing. Um, it's really about Taiwan. At the end of the day, we're trying to send a message to the t- Chinese, kind of, stay out of Taiwan. It's also about the fact that Ukraine is supplying something like one-eighth of the world's calories in terms of oils and grains that come from there. Uh, You can't just hand the world's breadbasket over to Russia. Uh, That is not a good idea. Russia is part of that breadbasket. Canada is part of that breadbasket. There's a few big agricultural countries right across that same and down. Brazil's having trouble right now. But the point is, we really need, we really need uh, Ukraine to maintain its independence. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of corruption in Ukraine that's been trying to be rooted out. They're now going to become a NATO member. Uh, but pay attention to what's going on because we're sending over more and more dangerous arms. They're being used quite effectively now to strike into the Crimea, blow up Russian bases and the like, and it's having an effect. Um, don't forget, you guys can throw chats up on here and I can see them as well. So also just uh, Trump CFO, uh, Weisselman or whatever his name was, pled guilty. There's an October trial for the Trump organization. It's kind of interesting because as a chief financial officer admitting to a series of crimes and conspiracy with the company should make for an interesting trial. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who else he conspired with and exactly what that was. But basically what they were doing, it's pretty vanilla corruption. Sounds like something that would come from the Ukraine, right? Um, the company was giving him an apartment and a car and paying school tuition. And they were keeping spreadsheets on this stuff, but they weren't booking it as payroll expense or as money being paid to this individual. Uh, It's pretty classic, right? So if your employer buys you a brand new car and says, hey, Bob, instead of, uh, you know, paying you cash to avoid paying the government, the FICA tax and all that stuff, what we're going to do is we're just going to, you know, give you the car and it'll be your car. Different than a company car, it's a little, you know, we're going to pay for your apartment. There's certain things that an employer can pay for that can be considered business expenses um, and and fringe benefits that aren't taxable, but many are. It's a complicated area of the law, but if you're the CFO of a large company, uh, you obviously know that law. And Mazers, who was the accountants, they they redid their guidance and pulled out, probably because they found out that they weren't being told the truth as to what the actual expenses of the company were. Um, But that's for another day. We'll watch and see what happens. Liz Cheney in 2024, Uh, I know a lot of you guys are rooting for Liz Cheney to run for president. Um, I'm going to especially enjoy when you are, in fact, rooting for her for president. I suspect somehow she's going to weasel her way onto the uh, ballot. And and I'm just going to enjoy all the Facebook posts about how, what a true patriot Liz Cheney is and why she needs to be elected immediately. I mean, she did vote for like 99.9% of the Trump agenda, right? Her only sin is she won't buy into the big lie. You know, the one that uh, Mike Lindell's using to raise money from you right now on his live event that was been going on that has the same number of live viewers as this one does. 
Uh, Cheney vows to fight Republicans who embrace Trump's election lie. So she's also saying she's going to spend her money and focus her attention on DeSantis and Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley and a few of the other usual suspects. Speaking of, uh, speaking of DeSantis, right? Ron DeSantis was just in Pennsylvania with Doug Mastriano out in Pittsburgh at an event where they want you to vote for them because they will protect your gun rights, but their event was gun free because guns are dangerous and people with guns can't be trusted to bring guns in there. And of course, some of you say, well, Carl, there might be a Democrat with a gun. Well, no, there might be lots of people with a gun, right? But maybe we could have just limited gun holders or gun owners who had a concealed carry permit to the event. Nope, it's not safe to have those people at that event. It's not safe, but it's safe for everybody else to have guns at their events and you should have teachers armed at school and you should have guys in the mall walking around with a side piece strapped on, which I'm all for, but I think the politicians are selling you out when they want to be protected, especially, right? Um, and that does, that does lead to um, my favorite guy, Doug Mastriano, right? Who loves your uterus more than you do. He has an oath keeper on his personal security squad. What's that all about? Come on, you guys want a Republican, right? I voted for the other Republican. You guys voted for Mastriano. Now he's on the ticket, or many of you did. I'm sure most of you didn't. Maybe some of you did. Enough did, right? He won. Uh, no Lou Barletta, no electable guy, right? Instead, we got Doug Mastriano. So you want to make him electable. So one of the things he should do, right? He should dump Gab, which he kind of did with the anti-Semite stuff, right? The anti-Jewish stuff. He still hasn't really done that, but he's kind of done that. And now we find out he's got an oath keeper on his personal security squad. Remember the oath keepers? They're actually indicted for seditious conspiracy. Uh, they were the ones who were actually running a, a column into the Capitol and were exchanging. We're going to learn more about that. But the oath keepers are right wing paramilitary dudes and not really patriotic, not really who you should be supporting. But Doug Mastriano has one right now. He took his name off as a leader off their website, right? But now he's running around his armed security with Mastriano. Uh, you can read about it in the newspaper. That does seem interesting to me. It's problematic. Um, I want to talk about Griner over in Russia, and I call this a schadenfreude hypocrisy. I see these posts on Facebook. Now, let's be honest. She, I'm not a fan of hers. Um, she wanted to take a knee, you know, and that made some of you very upset because by taking a knee, if you remember Colin Kaepernick did, right? And then Colin Kaepernick got hooked up with Nike and Nike did a lot more business. Um, so apparently some people in America are okay with this knee thing. Not everybody. Um, but she wanted to express herself, right? And she chose to do that. And you got really upset about that. Now she gets arrested in Russia for bringing a little bit of legal hashish oil with her where she was coming from. She says she left it in her luggage. She traveled to Russia many times. Maybe she snuck it in. Maybe she honestly forgot, like she said, she was in a rush and just left a vial of it in her luggage. Um, it's amazing how many people accidentally leave their concealed carry guns in their luggage at the Harrisburg airport, right? And that's all taken care of. Like, yo, I'm sorry, Mr. Smith. You're right. You just accidentally left your handgun in here. That happens. People don't get arrested for that. When they accidentally leave things and law enforcement investigates it and says, oh my gosh, you accidentally brought a knife to the security checkpoint and you weren't supposed to. Okay. They just take the knife. Happens all the time. They confiscate hundreds of thousands of items every year at security checkpoints at airports, and nobody goes to jail for that stuff. I mean, few people do when they're trying to sneak stuff on, but if it's a legitimate mistake, usually don't hold it against them. 
Now she went to a foreign country, Russia. Some of you guys are like, well, Carl, you go to a foreign country, you get what you deserve. You're under law. Okay, under their laws. Got it. Got all that. That's not my point. My point is, why are you so excited? What's this loyalty test that you've developed, right? I don't like her because she's a black. I mean, I don't like her because she's a woman. I mean, I don't like her because she took a knee. I, I don't, she wouldn't stand for the national anthem. Really? Okay, God. So she's not American enough for you. Right? She's an American citizen. She's an American citizen. You don't get to decide who's American enough for you. If someone's an American citizen, they're entitled to the protections of the citizenship. You know what? Maybe I don't think you're American enough, right? For whatever reason, whatever I don't like about you, whatever attitude or thing you took. Oh, you voted for Christian nationalism? That goes against the Constitution. I don't think we should support you. If you get captured by a foreign enemy or make a mistake in another country, we shouldn't give you consulate support and your country shouldn't back you up because I don't think you're sufficiently patriotic. That's not your right. That's not my right. That's why we don't do it. When people go overseas, when people are in America and they're a citizen, they're a citizen and they're entitled to due process and they're entitled to be treated like a citizen. If you don't like something they believe or their attitude, that's okay. That's okay. That's your right. But that doesn't make them less American. It doesn't make us, we should be happy that an American citizen is being ginned up on charges. Some of you are like, oh, well, it's very harsh over there. Okay, I did a little research, right? The average sentence for someone who did what she did in Russia is three years. Okay, that's a lot harsher than here. But that's everybody across the board. That includes repeat offenders, serial offenders, people with murder in their background. That's the average sentence. In fact, it turns out that most people on their first sentence usually work it out where they've got to do like 480 hours of like community service and pay some fines. Kind of sounds a little bit like America, right? So while the average sentence is harsh for, for marijuana or hashish, et cetera, she's been given an elevated sentence, actually on the extreme end of their sentencing structure. She's been treated terribly because she's an American, because she's a high profile American. So if you think that's exciting, you think that's great, and you think that's wonderful, then you're a scumbag. All right. I'm calling you out on it. Shouldn't be excited and making fun of what's happened to this poor woman. She's an American citizen. She didn't want to take a knee. When she comes back, you can tell her how you feel about that. When a foreign adversary has her in their clutches and they're treating her differently because she's an American citizen, that should be something that bothers you. If it doesn't bother you, maybe you're not sufficiently American. And by God, I hope somebody grabs you and drags you off somewhere and puts you in prison and trumps up the charges, right? Does it make you feel better? Does that, that make you feel special about yourself? It does, doesn't it? Um, which reminds me about something else I've been talking about. You guys know what Praxis is? Anybody? Anybody remember the Radical Priest on the cover of Newsweek? Maybe you just know that as a lyric and a song. You know who Romero was? The bishop who was shot and assassinated for what? For advocating for the poor right? The radical priest, the Catholic church, something called Vatican II. Anybody remember any of this stuff? If you don't know any of this stuff, then you don't know the history of religion in America or the Americas or the West, right? For the last 75 years, but that's okay. I forgive you. We can't all know everything, right? But what you do know, prayer and action, that's praxis, okay? So, Many of you claim to be very devout. I see the posts. I see the holier than thou stuff. I see the, you know, I believe this and, and abortion's evil and the woman's going to go to hell and I'm a good Christian, but I think that grinders should suffer in prison and I think that poor people should starve to death or I don't think we have the resources to help them. 
Well, read Matthew, right? Christ said, when you minister to the poor, you're ministering to me. When you give to those who don't, to the prisoner, to the criminal, to the poor person. Um, I'm not telling you you're doing anything wrong. What I'm telling you is you're adopting all the wrong attitudes. Jesus was a liberal. Some of you are like, no, Jesus was a conservative, Carl. He's a conservative. He's a conservative. Do you know what a conservative is? Conservative is somebody who wants to keep things the way they are. That's the very definition of conservative. The secondary definition is believes in personal freedom, personal accountability, all those sorts of things. Jesus showed up as a radical and said, remember, he went to the temple, which was the center of power. And he threw the tables over because he didn't like what the government was doing. He didn't like what the government was doing. These money changers and these lenders and this carnival in our temple. Remember, the king and the religion and the people in charge were the same. Government and religion were intertwined in those days. That's before the separation of church and state that our founders knew about. That radical liberal Jesus went in there and did that. Now, somebody will say, oh, but he said, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. He also said in the same verse, and render unto God what is God's, okay? And he was talking about Caesar's coin, but he was also talking about God's law. And then he tells you how you minister to the poor and what you do. So again, I'm not super religious. Uh, I was raised in the Christian faith. I know quite a bit about it. I think one thing that a lot of Christians are guilty of is not actually reading the Bible. Maybe you attended some kind of Bible study where you read a couple passages. Um, our friend Don Stevens, who likes to comment on the Facebook stuff quite a bit, throws a lot of stuff up there. Um, Praxis is reuniting at the end of August. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, I like that. Kelly Jacob says, you're right. She's probably in trouble because of a transgender thing. They're turning her back to male. <laughs> oh, good Lord. All right. Yeah, Praxis is not a band. Okay, back, back to what I was saying here. You can't have it both ways, okay? You can't be a good Christian and be Christ-like and not turn the other cheek. And that means, now, this is where I get to be a little inconsistent, right? Because I don't claim to be um, a straight follower of Jesus, right? So I don't have to turn the other cheek. You do, if you're a straight follower of Jesus. Um, I don't have to bring all the immigrants into the country because I'm not a straight follower of Jesus, right? Now, there's a, there's a more nuanced argument on that, which is you can't do charity. You can't support the poor if you don't have money to do with it, right? So if you kill all the rich people or tax all the rich people to death, then there's no money to go around. You know, tax all the rich so are no rich no more. Remember that line from the song? So there is a greater depth of thought that has to be put into these things, right? What do I mean by that? I mean, yeah, you can't just open your borders and throw yourself open to lawlessness in the name of charity or else you won't have any resources. A good example of that is a country like Venezuela, right? They keep giving away free gas and free oil and pretty soon they don't have an oil industry anymore um, because the socialism of their system destroyed it. But this is where you guys suddenly want to become socialists, right? I've heard a couple of you be like, well, they should just keep pumping oil. And I don't understand why we're not just making more oil. Oil is a commodity. Businesses have to decide what they want to do. Businesses have to decide if they want to make money and how they want to make money. And storing oil endlessly or building wells that aren't going to be used is a waste of their money. Uh, this reminds me of uh, when people do the thing where they say, you know, 
I, I don't think they should be getting rid of these cashiers and this cash registerless stuff at the Walmart is killing jobs. But the people saying that are not cashiers. Okay, I'm sure somewhere the cashiers are like, Carl, I lost my job. But most of the people are complaining that cashiers lost their jobs are not cashiers, right? Like, why should Walmart pay for cashiers if they don't have to? Why is that your right to impose that cost on Walmart? Um, under that logic, anybody who drives a backhoe is stealing jobs. Anybody who uses heavy machinery is stealing jobs. Let's go back to the steam shovel. No, let's go back to the pickaxe. Let's go back to the shovel. Let's go back to the backbreaking work of the 17 and 1800s. Why all this farm equipment, it takes people off the farm. It's allowing just a few people to farm thousands of acres and stealing people of good farming jobs. That's the logic, okay? Where am I going with this? I'm going with, you, you can't give stuff away, but you also, and, and run a socialist economy. But a lot of you somehow want to run a socialist economy when you think it's the right thing to do. I think that oil should be produced excessively. I think that the government should have an endless store of this, that people should be doing this. A lot of the business things you guys want to do these days that claim to be Republican kind of look like communist principles, kind of look socialist. Um, we can talk more about that on another show, but back, back to the religion thing for a minute. If you are a Christian, right, you shouldn't be happy when somebody else is in trouble. You shouldn't be excited that anybody is being punished. And you shouldn't have this like, he, he, she got what she deserves. She can take a knee. There won't be any national anthem for her to worry about now. Oh, you're a good conservative. Go fly your FJB flag, right? Oh, wait, you guys told me, no, the Christians don't do that. Let's go through your Facebook wall posts, right? And let's see who's posting these memes, these nasty memes about things, right? And then let's look at what you claim your belief structures. Now, I'm not saying everybody's perfect and we all do stupid things and maybe we thought it was funny and maybe we told a fat person joke something, or uh, maybe you told an off-color joke or a racist joke and you thought it was okay at the moment, but you realize it's wrong now. You know, that stuff happens. Well, I'm not telling you you're a bad person. What I'm telling you is you're not consistent with the values you preach, okay? Now, you think it's important to vote for Mastriano because he's a Christian and those are the values you support? Then act like one, right? See, I don't have to, right? Because I don't claim that that's my thing. I don't claim that's me. That's all I'm saying. I've often said that, you know, if you have, uh, uh, um, what do I want to say? Uh, yeah, if you, if you have a realistic sense of who you are and what you're capable of, um, that's okay. And you can have the goal you want to attain. But how you act is more important than what you say. And, and I'm not trying to be preachy, although it sounds preachy, right? Um, but some of you guys are taking this combatively, and maybe, maybe you should. But some of you aren't getting my point. My point is not that I'm better than you. It's just that I don't claim to be better than other people and then do those kinds of things. Okay, Josh is on. Let's get him on the phone. Josh. Hey, Carl. Hey, what's up, boss? It is. It is. Hey, did you did you catch this report about Mastriano having a um, oath keeper on his personal security force? Yeah, interesting. Yeah, the Lancaster newspaper, who he's been warring with, just broke the other day. 
Um, so it'll be, I'll be. Is he like currently a member, a member of the Oath Keepers or is he formerly an Oath Keeper? Well, that's the question. He was an Oath Keeper and he was on the website and then he was running around with Mastriano as part of his personal defense team or something like this. And, and then somebody questioned him whether he was an Oath Keeper and magically his name came off the Oath Keeper's website. So maybe, you know, like anything else, maybe he just hadn't paid his dues and they took him down or maybe he actually was no longer a member. And when somebody questioned him, they're like, oh gosh, we forgot to take Bob off the website as the, you know, the secret lieutenant of the third militia. Um, or he took it off so that Mastriano can continue to run around with the Oath Keepers like he did down at the Capitol and uh, pretend that he's not an anti-Jewish, anti-Semite uh, wackadoodle. I don't know. A lot of possibilities. Well, I think, I think there, you know, we, we, some of those keepers are we're at the Capitol, but certainly not all of them. No, not all of them. No, but if you're, you know, here's the thing. If, if the NRA officially supported beating your wife, you might, you know, disavow your membership, right? Um, because it's outside the scope of what they do. And if the Oath Keepers, if the Oath is to protect the country, uh, from I don't know what, and then they run down to the Capitol, some of them, I would think that some Oath Keepers would disavow the guys who did that, according to leadership, wasn't it the national leader or something, um, or they would disavow their membership in the Oath Keepers just the same way military guy resigns when he's given an illegal order. I want to know something. Did it, from your perspective, did, did any of the Oath Keepers actually enter the Capitol? Yeah, I believe they have pretty good video. I've watched... Uh, of the guys meeting and talking and then putting their little columns together and then actually going right on up through. And I believe they're actually the guys who broke the glass initially at the one, at the one location. Now people can fact check me on that, but I'm pretty confident. Hold on, hold on, I've seen the one, I've seen the lady in the room upstairs. She was saying, okay, she was in the room with AOC, I think it looked like. And she was saying that, well, they broke the window downstairs. You got to go downstairs and then to the room next door. And then you got to leave from there. So it looks like you're part of the group. So, now, whenever those people broke that window, was that one of the bulletproof windows, or was that like a, a window that was kind of made to be broken, like candy glass? Well, here's the answer. Here, here's the answer. They beat it repeatedly with a shield, very, very hard. But there is video that shows, and I, you, you can watch. They actually single out the people coming up through, and, and identify them. And you can watch the column come up through and the whole nine yards. So, Josh, I'm going to leave that to another day, okay? But I'm going to tell you that hundreds of people are being found guilty right now, right? And hundred, about 2,000 people are ultimately going to be charged, they say, with the, with the breach of the Capitol. Um, some people aren't being charged because there was, just, there was actually just a guy, you know, who was in there, kept his job, wasn't charged, et cetera. There's been, there's been a ton of people, depending on what they did. If they assaulted an officer, they're all trying to charge all those. If they broke or destroyed property, they're trying to charge them. If they were just dumb asses wandering around inside the Capitol when they knew they shouldn't be in there because they thought that somehow there was a big steal going on, um, those people, majority of those people have not been charged. Um, obviously, like any other criminal investigation, you're guilty, uh, or I'm sorry, you're innocent until proven guilty. Uh, so some of the folks have had their, their cases dismissed and a bunch of them have pled guilty. Because, and a bunch of them, by the way, have said after the fact, this has really ruined my life. My friends don't want to hang out with me anymore. And I don't know why I did this. I just thought that one guy actually ran with a jury trial defense that he thought that President Trump ordered him into the Capitol. Obviously, the jury rejected that. Um, but a lot of these guys really feel like that they were told. And it's interesting because there's a video that shows what happens when Trump finally put out the video. They're saying, leave the Capitol. 
they all started telling each other, oh my God, it's official. Trump wants us to go home. So they went home. So I believe a lot of them when they said the only reason. I mean, you have, you have some people like James, like some of the first people that are in there that said, uh, you know, Trump led him into the Capitol. But you have a lot of other people that were subject to uh, other provocateurs that were there. Like, you know, we'll, you know, repetitive names, but uh, I heard there's another individual too besides the Yeah, yeah and, and, people into the and, and so, so let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question, Josh. Josh, ser serious question for you. Let's say we're at let's say we're at the Walmart at 4 a.m. and it says closed on it, right? And some people are going in, and you know the Walmart's not open for business right now. And I'm like, hey, Josh, just go in, man. Just go in. It's okay to go in. What apparent authority do I have to tell you to go in? Am I the Walmart manager? Nobody. Right. I'm nobody. Ray Epps is a nobody. It's a nothing burger. So if Ray Epps told some old lady or some guys to go into the well, Capitol, well, right? Right, but wait, wait, wait. What I'm trying to say though is this. Let's, let's, let me ask you this question. Let's say Ray Epps worked for the CIA, the FBI, the DEA, and the aliens and NORAD. Okay, I don't care. And and he's telling these people it's okay to go in. At what point does that make it okay to go in? You see what I mean? You see what I mean? It's pretty basic. No, no, you understand what I'm saying? Is some dude in flannel, some other guy, like, hey, some dude told me I could come in here. I don't know who he is or what he does, but I'm just here because this dude out here told me I can come in. You can't. That's not a defense. No, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't care about whoa, 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 whoa. You can't change the topic yet. You can't change the top. You can't change the topic yet. Hold on. Don't change the topic yet. Do you agree that you can't just go in, no matter who tells you you can go in, unless it's like, you know, a person with apparent authority? I mean, No, I understand all that, but you agree that the people who went in and let's say broke into Nancy Pelosi's office, okay? Let me ask you a question, because I've been to the Capitol. I've actually been on the floor of the House. I've held the mace of the House of Representatives in my hand at a tour I did one time, okay? A nice little private tour, had a little private tour of the floor, Sergeant of Arms, met the Sergeant of Arms. He let me hold the mace, okay? Really cool, right? Great. But, but I was there with the Sergeant of Arms. Right? So I could be on the floor of the house, right? So let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. If you're in the capital of the United States of America, at what point do you think that it's okay to go into the floor of the Senate or the House or into an office of a person who's not there? How can that ever seem sensible to anybody? Ever? Whoa, 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 whoa. No whataboutisms. I don't care about Stephen Colbert. I don't care about Stephen Colbert, Josh. No, no. Josh, 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 Josh. We don't care. No, stop. 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 Do you, do you have kids, Josh? Okay. You can't punish your kids because other kids did wrong before. 
or after, or will do wrong in the future, right? Why are you punishing your kids? Why are you punishing your kids, Josh? Why are you holding, why are you teaching them the difference between right and wrong if other people will always break the law or something else will happen? That's what aboutism is all about. Stop with the what aboutism. Stop it. Stop it. Stop the what aboutism. I don't care about Colbert. Answer this question. Could any of those people be justified in going into those offices? Name one of them who was justified. Name one person who was justified in going into those offices. Nobody was. Nobody was. They were all trespassers there that day. Even if you thought the officer let you onto the floor, even if you thought the officer let you onto the floor, you were a trespasser and you were guilty of that. A bunch of people are getting a free pass on entering that Capitol building, right? I'm being fair about it. I'm being fair about it. No, no. Any anybody no Josh, Josh, they're reviewing thousands of hours of video and people are identifying people based on the videos, and then they're hunting them down and they're arresting them, okay? But my point is they're, there's, yeah, absolutely. At least for at least for the misdemeanors, maybe five on the felonies. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Every person who went into the Capitol knew they that, that it wasn't open for business. Okay, so they're at least guilty of going somewhere they're not supposed to be. Anybody who destroyed property. Yeah, that's a, but that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Unless they specifically, please come on in, okay? But, but I'll grant you, I'll grant you this, Josh. Josh, Josh, let's say you were there. All right, all right, all right, Josh, Josh, grant, let's just, let's just play lawyer for a second, okay? Okay, sir, some people were allowed in. At what point when they were allowed into the building were they allowed to go into offices and touch things, destroy things, defecate on things, or urinate on things? At what point was that officer clear them for that behavior? And the answer is zero, right? Okay, at what point was the FBI? Stop, 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 you can't justify these people going into the Capitol, so you just change the subject. Is but what about? But what about? But, but, but what about? Oh, what about all this other stuff? Oh, what about? Right? Because that's why you don't punish your kids because other kids did wrong before, and other kids will do wrong after. So there's no sense making them do their homework or go to school or do anything because other kids will do bad things. Right? That's your point. Uh, I can't do anything about this because somebody. No, if you're the better person, if you're the better, the Democrats are evil. We're the Republican Party and we're the party of morals and values. But we don't want to apply morals and values because the Democrats don't apply morals and values. Wait, are you better than them because you believe in morals and values? Or are you better than them because you believe in morals and values but don't apply morals and values because they don't apply morals and values? So what you're saying is anybody that went into the Capitol on January... Is guilty of a crime! Is guilty of a crime.
but they didn't have moral core values. No, no, you're not understanding what I'm telling you. Every time you say, every time you say, what about, every time you bring up something different and refuse to make a moral judgment. So just repeat after me. I want you to just follow along. The people who went into the Capitol, the people that went into the Capitol, were not authorized to be there. Were not authorized to be there. And therefore committed a crime by entering. Uh, you don't want to say it. See, you can't pass judgment. You can't do it. You're okay with it. You're okay with it. You're like, great. Go in there. Go in there and threaten those people. Go in there and go in there and take a shit wherever you want. Right? You're okay with all that. They shouldn't have been in there, Josh. What happens when the people inside the building are already doing that before? Ever, like days before? Like Josh. Josh. Which 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 no judicial relief in process. Which people are we talking about? There's no, there's no other relief available other than we can show our protest. I mean that's what they got caught up in. They got caught up in, right. I mean, but you can't you have a right to, right to wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. Did anybody read the Constitution recently? What does the First Amendment say about assembly? Peacefully, right? Yeah. Peacefully. They could have done that in the mall over by where Trump was. They didn't have to. They stormed the Capitol because there was a plot and there was a plan to get these people in there to upset the Electoral College count because there was a coup in process, Josh. There was a plot and there was a plan to get people into the Capitol. There was definitely that going on. Yeah. And guess what? If you're one of the dummies who went in, you're guilty. <laughs> I mean, hey, I can't help it. I mean, let's assume. Let's Let's assume it was Trump or the FBI or Nancy Pelosi. I don't care who. What part of what part of these people thought they were okay to do this, right? And Doug Mastriano took buses of people down there. I'd like to see how many people on his buses did he get in trouble. He's not fit. How many people on his bus went into the Capitol? I don't know. That's what I want to know. That's one thing I want to know. He's been a little disingenuous about how far on the Capitol property went. But I suspect, like the good weasel that he is, he got everybody incited and took them down there and let a few of them run up and in. Remember, he runs with the Oath Keepers. Uh, there's more to find out about Mastriano. He was afraid to talk the other day to the right. panel. We'll, we we'll learn lot. more. Okay, we talked, we talked a lot about this oil, all right, and, and the production that we need to make. Ah. One point I want to kind of get across is I heard the manufacturers or the, the people that own the land that lease it to the people that pump the oil are upset about the oil going to China, and they're saying, we're not going to lease it to you to pump my oil anymore. I'll do it myself to make sure that I don't sell any oil to China. Well, it was the Republican Party who actually came up with the idea of selling oil to China a few years ago. Um, the, the Congress was, the, the, the Senate and Congress had passed that. Uh, it, it came from Republican-run business interests, but that's okay. Uh, by the way, oil rotary rig counts are almost pre-COVID right now. Our production level is about the same as it was when Trump was president before COVID because it had fallen during the Trump years a little bit. It had risen and then fallen a little bit. Uh, so oil production is rising, but oil world demand is too. And that's part of the reason why the price continues to be pinched because the overall demand is outstripping even the increased production. The curves aren't quite, quite perfect yet. So if we have another pandemic at this point, then monkeypox gets out of control. 
then are we going to have the expect the same type of impact or uh, oil? If yeah, anytime anytime air travel anytime air travel and and car travel goes down, um, oil consumption will go down. And when you have a worldwide um, fall in oil production, or I should say, in oil consumption, you end up like we did with with dropping prices. You know, a lot of the price curve of oil. The reality is, it's all completely related to the COVID shock. Now the current prices were going up before the, the Ukraine. The reaction reaction of the public to the uh the pandemic or the announcement of the pandemic the reaction of the public that stopped it was it wasn't just the, the actual COVID virus that stopped anything it was just the public's reaction right well it's interesting because a lot of people will say oh this state governor kept the state open and this state governor locked the state down but what the tr cell phone numbers and the visa numbers and people buying things show is that People in states that didn't lock down still travel a lot less, went out to eat a lot less because there was basically a voluntary lockdown of a good percentage of the population. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question. Not a serious question. So, now let me say, you, you mentioned something here about yeah. Pennsylvania, right? And the, the shutdown, right? There was 124 restaurants that were targeted by Tom One. None of those restaurants were franchises. None right. of those restaurants were, you know, a, you know, multiple locations. None of that. It was all private individuals, private private restaurants, and they got targeted uh, specifically by Tom Wolf so, during the shutdown. It wasn't it wasn't a big it wasn't for the big companies. It was just for the little guys. I, I have some theories on that, but there's 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 really two things that I would I would just jump at right away and say. Number one is the big corporate guys are better at playing along because they have the financial wherewithal to do that, right? Um, whereas a lot of the mom and pops, they literally couldn't afford to restructure the business or, or restructure the way they needed to, to stay open. If that makes sense. Um, you know, they really couldn't go a month without revenue where some of the big chains could take a dive on it. They told them that they wouldn't, they weren't allowed to have customers unless they had masks on their face and people bought into that. Yeah. And then when they bought into that, they said, oh, well, we don't have any customers now. And then, oh, we had to shut down. We went out of business. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, well, listen, now, now let me bet. Let me. If you know nothing at all about enterprise, then that type of thing could so easily happen. Oh, yeah. The mask problem, listen. Listen, the mask problem is a big deal. But but let me let me just bring you back to something I just want to say about the pandemic. Imagine that COVID had been slightly more fatal amongst children and middle-aged people, okay? The death rate's fractional. It's 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 marginal in healthy people, middle aged and lower, right? Very little. But imagine that five percent of everybody who caught COVID died of all ages. Okay. Well, yeah. No, just imagine that was the case. I mean, you agree that if a new pandemic comes out, right? If a new one emerges at some point, and it's killing three to ten percent of everybody who catches it, we are going to have not we're not going to need government lockdowns right everybody's going to stay home on their own where would it come from though Carl? I mean, we've what do you mean where would it come from where would it come from okay let me let me back you up okay wait josh 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 i, I always love this stuff because all right josh 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 wait 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 i i can blow up all your conspiracy theories in one in one fell swoop now watch Okay, it's possible that somebody could buy 
engineer something at escape, right? It's also possible that Definitely. it's also possible somebody could release something intentionally and and bioengineer Absolutely. it, right? But we also know yeah, no, hold on, Josh. We also know from history, right? What percentage of the European population died from plague? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. It killed about a third of everybody who caught it, okay? It killed a lot of people, right? They didn't have modern medicine at all, okay? So they couldn't even give you an IV, okay? If you were deep, but listen, listen. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. What percentage of people who get Ebola die, okay? It's very high, okay? There are diseases that exist without any genetic engineering or any scientist necessary, any foreign state, China, Wuhan, whatever. They exist. They occur naturally. Large populations collapse periodically due to disease throughout the animal world, okay? And the plant world for that matter. That's not an unknown phenomenon. You follow me? We've seen it happen in the past. I mean, smallpox. Right. So my point on that is, is don't just get too caught up in the theory that, well, where would it come from? It could just come from Mother Nature. Some virus in some... No, no, it has. Josh, 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 how many people die every year from malaria? I don't know, Carl. It's in the millions. It's in the millions, buddy. There are diseases out there right now killing people in the millions. Huh? It's hard to say the world's a big place, so it's hard to get information from the whole planet. You know well, what I mean? But my point is, 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 is what I'm trying to tell you is the idea that something could arise that would easily kill lots of people is something that scientists have known for a long time. The great influenza killed a lot of people in the United States and around the world in 1918. Right. That was just 100 years ago, okay? Spanish flu, all these That's Right. So, my, and there was no genetic engineering back then. Nobody went back in a time machine and sent that back in time. Okay. Uh, well, there's just no records that you can get from anything like that. Like, you know, of, of time travel. But understand okay. that, that even if your conspiracy theory is true, it can happen otherwise. And we have to be ready. But my oh, point yeah, is, my point true. is, there's Josh, my, my end point is this. Uh, the housing market, well, the housing market's not going to crash anytime soon because we don't have enough houses. Well, why, is that? why is that? Because in 08, we had a big slowdown in the real estate and construction industry from which we have not yet recovered. It's estimated that we are 10 million units of new construction behind because of that crash. What's happening to existing houses on the market for sale? They're selling, my friend. They are selling. They're, They're not buying. selling as fast. Hmm? Who's buying them? All kinds of people are buying them. All kinds of people, but big corporate entities. Listen, the biggest buyers are invested banks. Right, which started, but but that's that started that started ten years ago. That started ten years ago. That's not a new phenomenon. And I didn't see Donald Trump saying, "Oh my God, this is bad. Let me do something about it." It's not that new. It's not that new. It's a new thing. I used to heard it expressed like this at one point. In the past, no one person owned more than a thousand homes. Okay, now we have 
one bank owning tens of thousands or listen, more. Listen, there so, were two guys in Cumberland County. Dynamic in real estate. Listen, listen, there were two guys here in Cumberland County that owned thousands of homes between here and Hagerstown. <laughs> and they owned them, they owned them through the 80s and 90s. I know a guy. I know a guy personally from Philly that has a thousand rental units in Philadelphia, and he had those 30 years ago. There are a lot of people with a lot of property, but the mega banks, the mega money, has been buying up housing, absolutely, and and they can do it in a way. Here's the problem: the small builders got shook out in 08, 09, and they don't really service those guys with these new giant tracks and things like that. So, Josh, I got to run because it's time to wrap the show up, brother. But uh, always a pleasure. Listen, guys, I just want to go back to this, uh, the point of the show. It's to explore ideas, okay? I like Josh. I like what he's saying. Um, I think he goes down some rabbit holes once in a while. But at least he's thinking about these things and grappling with them. And, and that's what we all need to be doing, okay? Oil, important. How it's all going to shake out, I don't know. I've got another show we did on that recently. Uh, I think prices are going to continue to trend down for a little while. <clears throat> I think I lost my voice from yelling at uh, yelling at my man. And by the way, my last segment is, are you out of touch? 57% say Trump investigation should continue. So you are in the 43% if you think it's all hogwash. You're not in the majority. But of course, it's a fake poll. Mike Lindell can straighten me out on that, I'm sure. Um, again, I think he had like 23 concurrent viewers on his show the other day, which is you know sometimes about what we get around here. All right, have a good night, good week. Talk to you Wednesday.